Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. We are in the middle of our Advent series on Jesus. I just, every time I say that, I think of, because I teach Sunday school with little uh-huh. kids, and every time you ask a question, they yeah. say Jesus. Like, oh, this yeah. week, I was recapping the story of Joseph, because then we're moving into Moses. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so who have we been studying about for the last four weeks? And, you know, he had a, a coat of many colors, and his brothers yeah. were jealous, and they sold him into slavery. and everybody <laughs> goes, Jesus! And I'm like, oh my goodness. That's what God yeah. intended you, and they come home. <laughs> They were like, burning bush. I'm like, who was in the burning bush? And they're like, Jesus saw it. And I'm like, no, Moses was heard the burning bush. Like, God was in Like, I, I don't know. It was like, it was funny. I promise the curriculum is correct. I know. The kids that always say Jesus. You're right. Anyways, but you know what? <laughs> we had the same experience when we were camp, camp, camp counselors, like Dusty and I. And oh, yeah. every single question, the answer would be God, Jesus, Holy <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> entire group of kids would it was like they all just echoed these and someone said terms. adam and i'm like no no yeah. i'm so glad you've listened to everything i've said anyways yeah. but i think jesus because yeah. kids always go jesus but i mean ultimately yeah he really is the answer to the questions true so that's maybe we could series. learn from that example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do say that you're supposed to have the yeah. faith of a child so right maybe we should hence the series hence <laughs> the series so we're gonna this series is on um the different roles of Jesus, and of course not all of them, we can't cover them all in six weeks, but um, we're kind of hitting some of the ones that um, meant something to us when we went through the list and, and some of the um, dichotomies in Jesus' mm-hmm. character. But today we have, you've heard Angela's voice talking in the background, but we have <laughs> Angela, Dr. Angela Schaffner back on, who we've had. I mean, I think you're our most frequent guest. I think you are. feel special. Thank yes, you. Yeah, I think we're at one, two, I mean, I may lose count. This may be five. Yeah. yeah, I think it is I'm, five. I, at what point do I get a T-shirt? Like a, when we start making money, like, <laughs> <laughs> or some kind of glass or something that says, "I'm a, I'm a five timer." Yeah. <laughs> right there, yeah. um, that's so funny. Um, yes. What is this? SNL? They have the Five Timers Club. Oh yeah. yeah so I'm in it for woven. Yeah. yeah. You po- if you hosted five times, right? It's what like do you a get? Joke. Like it's more. Of Who's a joke. in it? Just Alec Baldwin. Like who else? Okay. No, there are a lot. I think Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. There's like seven or eight of them. And so now it's a running joke. So when somebody's been That's on five funny. times and the fifth time they host, they give them a jacket and they go into like a club. Like it's like an actual, actual room that they've built. Like oh, a set. funny. Oh, yeah. It's like a club, you know? Uh, so that's what made me think. Yeah. You're like in the five timers. Nice. Club. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. Well, so, for today, the Braves t-shirt will do. Yes. I love your Braves t-shirt. <laughs> that's like you. a... That's like a throwback. Like a I'm vintage. wearing a Braves t-shirt. Too. Yeah. Oh, nice. you guys are both wearing. Braves. We should. We, we are on the same wavelength. I'm so sporty, so it makes a lot of sense for me to wear a sports shirt. <laughs> the two of you and I are very different people. Even though I do love the Braves, I do not have a Braves shirt on. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. so uh, today Angela came on to talk to us about um, Jesus being our wonderful counselor and our advocate, and the reason why we ask Angela is because she is a counselor, <laughs> and this is what her. She's not Jesus, but she is a counselor and, got, and Jesus uses good reminder for me every day I feel like you're closely associated with what it means that Jesus is our counselor mm-hmm. and he's our advocate so that's what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. so do you want to for anybody I feel like because of um, a lot of our recent episodes we've had a lot of new followers mm-hmm. which is amazing so 
thank you for everybody who's new to yeah. listening. So if they don't know Angela, it doesn't have to be a long drawn out um, intro, but can you just do a little oh, sure. intro of yourself? So I'm a psychologist in Atlanta and I have a private practice. I'm an eating disorder specialist. So for 13 years, I worked at an eating disorder treatment facility. Um, So I still see a lot of clients with eating disorders, but also um, a variety of presenting problems. So I really enjoy that work and also personally recovered myself. So it has a lot of meaning for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And, um, Married, kids, all the things. Yes. I have three boys who are 12, 9, and 6. And um, I'm married to Dusty now for 20 years. Actually, we celebrated this year. So um, that's a long time. That's yeah. <laughs> 18 years. Of, 20 feels long. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So awesome. two whole decades we've been married. And um, I like Taekwondo. I have a black belt. And that's my stress outlet. So yes, amazing. It's a lot and of fun. I've known we David and I have known Angela and Dusty. There are we were talking the other day that not only you're our longest friends in Atlanta, which we've been in Atlanta since '03, and I think we met mm-hmm. in '04, um, but I think you might be our like longest like friends that we're still in contact we've with. We've had that same conversation. Yeah, I think like, it's true. I, yeah. like I was thinking, I was like, we, you know, we have friends in college because we got married in college and we have friends in college and, and like we kind of like talk to them or keep yeah. them on Facebook, but like we don't like mm-hmm. spend time with them and yeah. like see them and all of that stuff. And so it's interesting because right. we were talking about how I think you guys are our longest friendships. It's amazing. I think so too. So awesome. So that's hence why she's a, a five timer. No. Yeah. I have an inside connection. You do have an inside connection, <laughs> yeah. but it's also because you were oh so wise and we would not oh, ask you to thank be back you. on if you weren't so wise. Thank so, you. Um, anyways, so do we want to start <clears throat> with wonderful counselor or do we want to start with advocate? Or well, do why don't we talk about the difference between those two things? Okay. Sounds good. You yeah. can kind yeah. of, it can overlap. What do you, what's the difference yeah. there? Um, well, I see starting with counselor might make sense and then leading into advocate I mean I think of counselor as more of a one-on-one experience even though I've done group therapy also and um, more with groups of people but I think of the counselor role a lot of times as being one-on-one and so maybe that's kind of synonymous with like our relationship with Jesus in the most personal sense like Mm -hmm. through prayer and all of that Um, but then advocate I think of as happening within a community kind of like like um standing up for the least of these and mm-hmm. um, advocating for people who don't always get as much of a voice themselves. And that to me happens more within the context of maybe the church or the community yeah. and, um, you know, helping advocate, not just personally for that person, but on a larger scale within the community. Yeah. I, I That's my thoughts. Yeah. I would agree with those thoughts. I, yeah. I think of, you know, yeah, counselor is someone who's coming alongside. Yeah. Um, and then advocate is doing something on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So. But I think you can be an advocate one-on-one too. You like Because some course. people are just, a lot of people, and I'm myself included at times, you know, are not good advocates for themselves, right. you know. That's and right. so coming alongside them even one-on-one to say, to advocate for them and to believe in them and see the good in them, you know. Um is something that a lot of people have trouble doing. And so I think counselor and advocate also go together. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why we put them together on that. 
And because when your clients are in a place of weakness. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. as we are perpetually, they mm-hmm. can't always advocate for themselves. Exactly. And say what they need. Especially so, when you think of like, um, you know, I don't work a lot with children, but I work with teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the younger they are, probably the more of an advocate type role. Um, I mean, I, I can do that for any age person, but you know, they especially, I think, need yeah. um, advocates and need the the communication that I do with their parents to make sure that they're getting their needs met yeah. um, at home, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when we say, so when scripture says Jesus is a wonderful counselor, like, mm-hmm. what is that? What do you think that looks like? What do you think that role of Jesus looks like? Well, I think especially early on when somebody comes to therapy, they do have a tendency um, if they're open to therapy to think of like, what would my counselor say about this? You know, and Mm. there's kind of this idea that hopefully I always hope that people will have less dependency on me over time and that, you know, whatever the things are that I'm trying to convey to them, like the truth and value about themselves, for instance, um, and helping them to see who they truly are and what's true for them. Like, um, the more they can connect to that, I hope for them over time to be able to access that within themselves and to not need to come see me anymore. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I always want people to come as long as they need to, yes. or maybe come back if they need to or something, yes. but, um, that, that eventually gets internalized. So, yeah. um, you know, I think what that looks like for me spiritually is, you know, being able to ask myself on a regular basis and encourage other people to ask themselves, like, what would, what would Jesus, I mean, it's kind of that cheesy bracelet like, <laughs> thing that um, I get made fun of on a regular Angela basis. One of those for being on five Yeah, WWJD. That's your Yeah, I'm sorry to even enter that into the podcast, but yeah. Unfortunately, it's actually true. It just got as most things in evangelical cultures, right? turned into a cheesy WWJD. One day I was kicking at Taekwondo and I was having a hard time with the drill and my one of my friends said WWJD and um, they like to make fun of me of that, about my, my Christian faith at times but anyway it, it is cheesy but it is something to ask like yeah. what maybe the, the thing to ask is you know what would Christ want me to believe about myself in this moment? What would, um, you know, what would the greatest wisdom that I know be directing me to do in this moment? You know, because we get so pulled aside into what um, people expect of us or what we expect of ourselves. And that becomes the driving force behind our behavior instead of, you know, wait a second, what is it that I actually really value here, you know, and then letting our actions fall in line with that. And so if your life truly is centered in Jesus and looking at what did Jesus value, what was his role with people, you know, was he concerned with the kind of things that I'm concerned with right now? And, you know, that just quickly brings it into focus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, And I think as somebody who has, not to brag, but I've been in therapy a long time. Yeah. Um, You're an an expert. I'm an expert. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I've had that experience where you come in and you're a hot mess and Mm -hmm. you know that, like, there's just a special relationship with your counselor where, like, the other people in your life sort of have a, um, they're invested in you. And, like, this is where it differs from Jesus, but 
but the counselor is a neutral person who's looking at you not based on any it's like they are looking at your Mm -hmm. like core I feel like Mm -hmm. and they see the potential in you that you can't see and that the people in your life are too familiar with you right and they can't see it Uh and so I know for a long time and and even now still kind of like what would Pat do because I don't I don't really go that much anymore but like that she kind of comes into my brain but over time I've been able to internalize the things she said Mm -hmm. the things she saw in me so I've totally experienced that Mm -hmm. and I think that like the hope is like we can just keep going deeper and mm-hmm. if Christ is our counselor and we're seeing ourselves as he sees him, us then we yeah. can just keep getting deeper and deeper into that and right. it becomes more natural it becomes like a, yeah um like a knee-jerk reaction kind of yes yeah I think if I think if when I think of a counselor or any counselors I've had I've yeah. had or you and our friendship and the fact that you're a counselor together because yeah. that kind of goes hand in hand when you're friends with a counselor right is um insightfulness and mm. so is, I've always been amazed either with you or with a counselor that I've sat with for my own um, personal therapy um, at they will speak and it'll just be a couple sentences and you'll, you'll be like, oh, uh, yeah. And like, yeah. it'll be within the, like the first couple minutes of sitting down uh-huh. and I'll say just a few things and they start talking. I'm like, yep, that's exactly it. I never thought of that. Yeah. And so I, I think about that and the insightfulness of counselors good counselors um and how that jesus has all that insight Mm -hmm. like he knows everything about us Mm -hmm. now when when we're going through hard things or when we need um therapy or when we don't really understand what that means it's hard for us to access his insight into who we are yeah and i think that's where the counselor comes in Mm -hmm. the actual human counselor comes in um in our lives to be able, or anybody in our life, a mentor mm-hmm. or a close friend or our spouse or whoever mm-hmm. can speak um, insight and wisdom into mm-hmm. us. And, and Jesus uses that mm-hmm. by just as, you know, remembering that like Jesus knows everything about us. Mm-hmm. He knows our entire hearts and like we can't always access everything he knows about us, but he knows everything about mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think about that when I think of counselor, I think of insight and wisdom. Right. Yeah, and, and knowing the right solutions for mm-hmm. our problems. And yes, that doesn't mean that Jesus is the only one we go to, mm-hmm. but he is the one who is all wise and all insightful. And right. that he's um all that he loves us yes. all the time mm-hmm. and he's for us. I yes. think that's one thing. Like you can know somebody entirely and not be for them. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're going to a counselor, that person is there and investing in you and they're for you and for mm-hmm. your health mm-hmm. and yes. your well being. And that's Jesus too. So I think sometimes Oh, and I'm like, oh, God, they know everything about me. Yeah. Ah, that's it. But it's like, yes. you have to mm-hmm. remember, like, he's totally a million percent for you as an right. earthly counselor. Right. Yeah. And what I love about Jesus is his all-knowingness of me, but non-intrusiveness at the mm-hmm. same time, yeah. you know? And I think yeah. that's what we run into in human relationships sometimes, that somebody knows us, and then that becomes the source of power, and they can potentially hurt us with that, yeah. you know? And uh-huh. that's not something that you know, I believe Jesus would ever do, you know, I mean, and the added thing about Jesus is that he did live life as a human being. And so we know that of the different identities of God, you know, he actually felt human emotion. And there's lots of examples of that, you know, anger as he overturned the tables or weeping at the death of a friend, or, you know, we know that he felt intense emotion and addressed other people's emotion. Like, you know, so many times addressed people's fear, for instance, Mm -hmm. when he interacted with them Mm -hmm. um, and talked about things going on in the moment that were people's experiences in that moment. And he addressed it really powerfully. I mean, 
that's a lot of what a counselor does and how we are trained to address people's feelings, talk about what's going on in the moment, not avoid it, mm-hmm. you know, and connect with that person's experience that's going on right then. And I think there's all kinds of examples how Jesus did that. Yeah, for sure. And you lived it. So mm-hmm. you were like extra good at this particular um specialization mm-hmm. of eating disorder oh right that's true because you've yeah like you've experienced it as jesus has experienced mm-hmm. human life yeah true most of the counselors that i know that have gone into counseling it's yeah. because yeah. they have benefited so much from counseling yeah and whatever trauma they've experienced not mm-hmm. every not every counselor i know but mm-hmm. most counselors you know yeah it's because they've benefited benefited so highly from yeah. it and that's the thing is it, that i think I have trouble remembering sometimes is that Jesus has walked in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, I, he's, you know, sometimes we think, Oh, he's so other and he mm-hmm. is other, mm-hmm. but he also is, he has been human too. Mm-hmm. And, and to know that he has gone through the whole range of emotions that he's been tempted in every way that he's had to like make decisions the way we've had to make decisions. And of course, you mm-hmm. know, he does it without sin, but like he still felt all of that. And the purpose of that was to be, you know, to be in our place and in mm-hmm. our stead. And, and that kind of goes into the advocate mm-hmm. thing. You know, when I think of Jesus as our advocate, like, I mean, yes, he cares about justice and he cares about mm-hmm. um, people being treated properly and the poor and all of those things. And he is an advocate in that way. And he calls us to be advocates in that way. Mm-hmm. But like the most important way is he's an advocate for us um, and our behalf to God. Mm-hmm. So like it talks about in scripture, you know, how he prays for us mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. Um, and, and like how we can mimic that in our own relationships and mm-hmm. how we can be like Jesus in our yeah. own relationships with that. It's amazing. Right. I mean, I love how Jesus just the consistent thing that I think he gave people in the scriptures was, and that he gives us still is, you know, this sense of immense, value within mm-hmm. ourselves that you know we are valued and in so many ways in our day-to-day life we can feel devalued or um you know i don't know just Searching we're not seeing like who we are yeah, in the yeah. ways that are most important and and jesus always sees us for who we are i think yeah. and and at the same time values it and that and isn't intrusive and is just ever present and there for us in prayer, you know, um, to connect to. Yeah. I was trying to think of some examples of how Jesus, um, I mean, because we can think about how he's a counselor in our own lives personally. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think about in scripture and you can probably, since you wrote a whole book on this, but Mm -hmm. you you can probably think of some ideas too. But, um, for anybody who doesn't know, Angela wrote a book called Revealed and it's about seeing yourself, um, in the stories of scripture. But, um, I will link it in the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. There's another one coming out, but I forgot to say that in my, yeah, (laughs) she's also an author. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the ones that comes to me is the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, he knew everything about her. Right. And of course we as humans can't read minds and we're not right. prophetic. And you can't. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. You I'm kidding. You can't. Well, yeah. Maybe to talk. No, to I absolutely cannot. Yes. <laughs> but despite what people assume sometimes, like the, I'll introduce myself and tell them that I'm a psychologist and people have a very, um, common tendency to say, Oh, are you analyzing me? You know, huh. and like to think that I have already figured out all of the things about them. Well, of course she <laughs> does mean, analyze, but she doesn't it's know part everything of, immediately. Yeah. It's part of who I am, but it's also like 
anybody else, I think, you know, when you're at work, you're doing a certain thing. And then when you're not at work, like you kind of want to break from it, you know? And so sometimes I just want to talk about lighter topics or, I mean, I'm naturally inquisitive about people and I'm going to notice dynamics, but you know, it's not that I am always looking to pick people apart and, you know, analyze them just for the fun of it because I'm a psychologist, you know? So the woman at the well, like he obviously yeah. knew her whole story because he's God. So he also knows everything. He's, you know, uh-huh. omniscient and all powerful. But he also, in his interaction with her, his insight, the way, he didn't use it at, to like lord over her mm-hmm. or he didn't, he used it to change her life. Like right. he, he moved in that like brief amount of time, he moved her from one point to another point and her life was changed forever mm-hmm. by that meeting with Jesus. And it, you know, and he offered the living water to exactly. her, which, you know, he was giving her something in return, yes. you know, which I think I really, I'm certainly not Jesus and don't want to be, but like, you know, that that I, feeling of giving to yes. someone allows you to invest in them mm-hmm. in therapy. And it's a really unique relationship because it is different than any other relationship. It's, you know, something where you're hearing things in that person's life that maybe they've told no one else, you know, yeah. not even their parents or not even their best friend or their spouse know the things that they're telling you sometimes. So it's just a very... Um, you know, I always feel so honored that people are trusting me with that, yeah. you know, and then um, it prompts me to want to give, you know, and sometimes people are like, oh, don't you get burnout doing that? And I mean, I love it. So, you know, yes, I have tired days and I'm emotionally worn down sometimes, but it's so energizing mm-hmm. to be honored in that way, to be a part of someone's journey, you yeah. know, um, and it's a closeness that I do, you know, feel kind of in the same way with Jesus sometimes in prayer. Like he, he knows and sees everything about me, you know, that I haven't even chosen to disclose necessarily, but um, you know, he carries all that and values it at the Mm -hmm. same time and values me. Yeah. I, I find such freedom in that. Um, you know, there's there's some fear in that, too. And yeah. So it's always fearful when somebody knows you really well, especially mm-hmm. if you're somebody like me who doesn't mm-hmm. like to be vulnerable. So I have my moments with Jesus that mm-hmm. it bothers me that he knows everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like right. we were saying earlier, he knows it, but without judgment. Yeah. Um, which can always say that about even the most wonderful earthly counselors. Right. There's yeah. still moments of judgment, right? And um, not that you lord things over people or anything like that, but, you know, we're, we're not perfect. But we have a skewed perspective. We do have skewed Like, I'm always going to view somebody through my own lens. And exactly. actually, having had a history of eating disorder, you know, I have to be careful not to over-identify with somebody yes. else's uh, journey, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that was something I kind of learned. Like, I have to really seek out what is their um, exact Mm-hmm. experience and to understand what they're experiencing because even though they might have the same symptoms that I have dealt with in the past or some similar dynamics everybody has their own journey and is a unique sort of has a unique unfolding of their yeah. recovery and things that worked for me may not work for them you know yeah, yeah. The, the freedom of just knowing because you know there's so many times that because I am not a person who expresses emotions well mm-hmm. um that I'll be going through something that I'm bringing to Jesus in prayer and I don't even know what to pray for. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, even where to begin that. That is so much of my prayer life. Like, it's mm-hmm. the biography of my prayer life. Mm-hmm. And just the, the freedom of knowing that he is my counselor, my advocate, mm-hmm. and, like, he knows everything. And, yeah. like, I don't even have to say any words. I can mm-hmm. just go, Jesus, I need help. And, like, mm-hmm. he knows and he goes to, the, to God on my behalf and knows mm-hmm. everything and prays on my behalf is— 
it's extremely freeing. That doesn't, that's not a cop out for me not mm-hmm. to like um, mm-hmm. expose myself to right. Jesus or to um, pray more words. But it, it also, when I don't have the words, it gives me mm-hmm. freedom to know that I don't have to say anything perfectly because he knows it all anyways. And right. he knows what I need and, and advocates on my behalf mm-hmm. of my needs. And is present constantly. Yes. You know, I yes. think that is one of the greatest gifts because even the greatest of, um, you know, counselors in our life um, or therapists or whatever is not going to be always present in the yeah. way that um, Jesus is through prayer and our faith, you know. Um, and so, but when when a counselor is present with you, I think that's one of the most healing things. You know, sometimes it's not as much what I'm saying to somebody yeah. as just being there with them in their pain. And they've had a terrible week and maybe they're not even saying anything. They're just crying or they're um, just expressing frustration or something. And it's not this like pearl of wisdom that I offer them so much as it mm-hmm. is just being there and sort of embracing that moment with them and welcoming that moment and not rushing to fix it. And mm-hmm. I think that Jesus is the same way. You know, he's not quick to um, just make us feel better and, you know, pat us on the head and say, oh, it's, you know, get over it or move on and Mm -hmm. just have faith. Like, I don't think that's his style at all, that it's more the, I'm going to be present with you through Mm -hmm. this entire thing and it it may hurt for a while and I'm here, I'm here with you, you know. One of my greatest weaknesses <laughs> is that I do not sit well with people in pain. <laughs> and I don't. Um, I'm yeah. very, very, very bad at it. And I, I either um, ignore it or try to get out of it mm-hmm. or I try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are both my ends of my personality. I'm trying to tap into my yeah. four more who does, like, of all the numbers on the Enneagram, they sit in pain uh, with other people and pain the best without mm-hmm. trying to fix it or mm-hmm. give a solution or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very good at that. And, but I'm thankful that Jesus is very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he models that perfectly. And I have friends in my life who model that perfectly. Mm-hmm. But, um, have you ever seen the bumper sticker that says Jesus loves you? So I don't have to. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm so thankful that, that my closest friends have yeah. Jesus because they right. aren't getting that from me. Right. But, so not only that, like knowing that he, that no. I don't have to be Jesus to people, but also, that I can like tap into that energy yeah. as well. Like he can, he can help me be more like right. that. You know, like. But it's also not that you don't support people. I mean, I think it's yeah. wise of you to to recognize where yes. your um, strengths yes. and challenges are. But yes. you do support people. You know, you yeah. may not be you know as comfortable sitting through pain, but yes. you find other ways because I experience you as supportive. You know, yeah. I mean. I think, I don't know. We just all have to find our ways of doing that. And Jesus yes. sits with us in pain, but there are also other ways that, that um, he advocates. On our he advocates. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does it in, embody all the different aspects, mm-hmm. um, which is, is good. But also like learning the ways that we're like him and the ways we need to grow mm-hmm. to be more like him. Or invite is to our weakness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, what definitely. is Jesus Enneagram would be my question. I think it would be I think about that. that a lot. Yeah. I really do. Well, they talk about Has anyone addressed that? Well, I don't know about Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, God, like, the, each one of the Enneagram numbers mm-hmm. is a, a different display of the characteristics of God. Oh, okay. Jesus in really his humanity, yeah. I don't know what he, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody has written on this. Mm-hmm. I think he was an introvert. Do you think so? Yes. 
Well, he did all that prayer in the mountains, like, early That's in the I'm morning. Yeah, I would never so, do that. So, um, <laughs> I think that points toward introvert. But then he also had a lot of time in crowds. I know. It's like... Well, but he also yeah. had an endless supply of energy that right. we did not have. True. You know, so... But he, he had to be refilled. But, yes. like, he also had the ability... It's, it's very complex. He emptied himself of the qualities of God. Are we going to go there today? No, I don't know. I don't know okay. if we're going to go there today. <laughs> <laughs> have we had enough sleep? I don't we have not had enough sleep. Okay. Yeah, we have um, to not to go in <laughs> to go into the, the whole theology of we can just say that, himself. that he has all the qualities because like you said, the Enneagram is like this like pie chart and like God is like the pie plate and yes. all the little numbers. Yes. Are, yeah. yes. So I, I mean I think we can find all of it in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be interesting to think like at him as a child, like mm-hmm. what he leaned more towards for yeah. sure. But yeah. Yeah. He definitely was the Jesus weeping um, parts of scripture, especially where just the only verses Jesus wept mm-hmm. um, when a friend died. Like there was no, there was no words. Mm-hmm. He just wept. Like mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. foreign to mm-hmm. my personality to just weep. First off, mm-hmm. I wouldn't weep, and secondly, I, <laughs> I, I, I would want to do something about it. Right. So um, yeah, it's. It's, it's good to see um, yeah. that strength in Jesus for those of us that have that weakness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I also think of the story of Job in that regard where his yes. friends in the beginning sat with him for seven days straight, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. saying a word, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of being this example of, like, I guess Rebecca's worst nightmare. It is. But also... Um, <laughs> I can't even go to one of those monasteries yeah. where you go to silent retreat for like three hours. Right. Like, like, like that's my worst nightmare, let alone seven yeah. days. Well, right. And it's not well, just I seven think, days by myself, it's seven days with another person and not being able to talk to them. Right. And, and they're in severe pain. I mean, you know, that's even a lot for me. Like, I, I think there's a reason that therapy sessions are only 45 to 50 minutes, yeah. you know. Um, not that I don't enjoy them, but, you know, I mean, I think it is hard to sit with emotional pain and it's it's, um it's exhausting (laughs) and you know I always have to be careful not to compare like oh that person you know do they have a bigger caseload than me maybe they can handle more you know Mm -hmm. I get into that comparison thing and it's like only someone told me recently only you know where do you need to set your boundary as far as like how many clients you see and stuff um and eating disorders can be an intense specialty too so it's like I have to listen internally. And that's an example of where I would go to Jesus and pray and be like, you know, please show me the right balance here. Yeah. You know, and I may not hear, I'm not going to hear like an audible answer to that, but I probably am going to get a sense of peace that I do believe comes from Jesus about where to draw my boundaries and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, seek help in that way. And and the security to be able to say what your boundaries are. Right. And to not feel like you're having to perform or to, right. Sure, no one else counselor ever because you have so many clients right, right. Yeah. exactly like nobody else outside of me needs to set that yeah um like needs to put those expectations on me or i don't need to let that happen yeah right. for sure yeah and we wanted to talk a little bit about how just because jesus <clears throat> is the wonderful counselor oh right that doesn't mean we don't need counseling right so it's okay <laughs> to have jesus and therapy yes you know? exactly yeah yeah um, and I want to challenge because I, I think it, somewhere along my evangelical background, there was like, 
you know, that message that if it was ever Jesus and something that that was like bad, you know, and it was terrible. And like Jesus should be everything in every way to every person um, in, in your faith. And I do, you know, think Jesus obviously is central, the central point of our faith and the relationship. But um, I also think like, it's okay to use the resources that God has for us in our lives, you know, and therapy is one of those. And I mean, if we just took a really simple example, like, you know, Jesus could sweep, like swoop down and clean my whole house for me. You know, I I don't think that's beyond God's (laughs) skill set or power, but you know what? I've, I've bought some cleaning products and I've squirt them around the house and I've cleaned my own house. You know, like it's, it's sort of like, Sometimes God equips us, you mm-hmm. know, and gives us tools mm-hmm. to then do what we need to do. And um, we we play an active role in that. Yeah. You know, if I sat in my house and just prayed and prayed and prayed for it to get cleaned, I guess it's possible that could happen. But that's just not the way yeah, I think that, that things really yeah. work. So, yeah. anyway, that's just a silly example. But I think people treat therapy that way sometimes or even medicine, you know. <clears throat> that I don't want to take this, um, I don't want to actively make a choice to engage in this tool or, you know, whether it be medicine or therapy or whatever, because I'm just going to trust God mm-hmm. to heal my depression or I'm just going to trust God to make my anxiety go away because I cast my cares on him. You know, it's like, yes, that is an important spiritual component of overcoming depression yeah. and anxiety, but there are also tools that I believe mm-hmm. God gives us and therapy is one of those. And mm-hmm. so, it is okay. You know, um, the, the strategies, for instance, in DBT, you know, mindfulness and emotion regulation and things like that, that we teach often dialectical, dialectical behavioral therapy, therapy, right. Um, is something that is pretty central to treating eating disorders and lots of people teach those skills. You know, you're not going to find those skills in the Bible directly, right. Um, spelled out, you know, but they can be extremely useful to us. So things like that, you know, just remind me, like these are tools that just because they're not listed out in John 5 verse 12, you know, it's like they still can be from God. You know, they still can be tools that God is allowing to be used in our lives. Yeah, and I think we kind of rob other people of the opportunity to love us. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I think when you're, in that place where, like, I don't want to take medication or I don't want to... You have to really ask yourself why, Mm because I think sometimes, at least for me, it's been like, oh, well, I trust Jesus. And that Mm -hmm. really wasn't the answer. The answer was I didn't want to need anything else to fix it. Right. You want to be self-sufficient. Maybe sometimes it's, like, a pride issue or a stigma, a a mental health stigma Stigma. issue and a, you know, or any number of things that... It would mean I'm, I'd have to be vulnerable to go seek a counselor right. or to yeah. admit that maybe Lexapro would be helpful for me. You know, yeah. um, any number of those decisions might involve really having to look at yourself in a painful way or, you know, in a way that's challenging. And that might be more the obstacle than, you know. And I think it's easier to yeah, cover faith. that up with holiness. Right. And to say, like, well, I just trust well, Jesus. Well, it's because I'm holy. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm, you know, that I'm not doing these things. Well, maybe you're afraid of vulnerability or, you right. know. There could be another reason. And, um, I mean, if you think of it, too, like, Jesus, God has equipped 
you to give this gift to people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's working through you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have to go to Dr. Angel Schaffner. You probably should. But <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if we don't turn to one another right. and ask for help, mm-hmm. then we're robbing. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's part of reconciling us to one another and back to God. Is like he's using all the mm-hmm. people to do it. And, right. like, I could homeschool my kids and be their doctor and make, like, syrups for immunity. And I could do all those things. Mm-hmm. But, like turning to other people and kind of like inviting them in has built mm-hmm. this bigger community and family yeah, than right. I could do on my own. And I right. think that a lot of times when it comes to our own private, quiet issues mm-hmm. that can be hidden, it's just really tempting to stay hidden. Right. I think of it like the church, you know, we, yes, technically can we still be a Christian and not go to church? Of course we can. Mm-hmm. We, of course we can sit at home and pray and worship and read our Bibles and spend time with Jesus and that be the mm-hmm. only thing we did. And we'd still be a Christian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he gave us the church and the church community for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, he he gave us those gifts, and he gave us all the different parts of the body for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't negate the fact that he is the he is the center of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we, get, we don't want to skew too much towards completely community, completely church, and leave out Jesus, obviously. Right. But, like, he gives us these tools. He gives us community. He gives us other people. He gives us, I, we talked about this, we talked about with Beth McCord um, on the Enneagram and marriage is the Enneagram going to be what transforms our marriage right no the Holy Spirit can transform our marriage mm-hmm. but he can use the Enneagram as a tool yeah. for mm-hmm. us to transform our marriage mm-hmm. right and so yeah. like identifying the difference yeah. between those things but see that that right. just because it's not I mean the Enneagram isn't in scripture either yeah. But that doesn't mean God can't use it as a tool. No, there are, of course, there are things out there that I would say would be anti-scriptural. <laughs> but um, but yeah. there are plenty of things out there that aren't listed specifically in scripture that God can still use yeah. in our lives. But it's surprising yeah. sometimes what, what God will work through in yes. our lives. Yes. And things that are very unexpected. People who yeah. are unexpected, you know, situations yeah. that are unexpected that we would yeah. not necessarily think That's as to how God is going to speak. Music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think of how God has spoken to me through a Taekwondo dojong, you know, um, you know, that is a sacred place for me. It's a place where I have learned a lot about myself and I believe that God has worked, you know. We talked about that when we talked about our yoga episode, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like a lot of people are are worried about doing yoga Mm -hmm. or Taekwondo for that matter, Mm -hmm. because it's not biblical in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that that doesn't mean, I mean, God can you can meet with you on the yoga mat. Yeah. God can meet with you right. in your Taekwondo studio. God can meet yeah. a ballerina as she's doing ballet. Like there's so many ways right. that God can meet with us. Right. And um, that needs to fear needs to be removed, you yes. know, and how many times did Jesus say to people, do not be afraid? Yeah. You know, I think those are fear based kinds of things that say, Oh, God can't work in that way. Or I'm going to open the door to something evil. If I, you know, um, open my mind too much to how yeah. God could work when I think God wants to work in all kinds of ways through yeah, us for sure. and through all kinds of people yes. and to equip people to do things exactly. that they are uniquely wired to do. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Any other thoughts on wonderful counselor and advocate? I was thinking about like a legal advocate. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm not super wise on that, but that was something yes. that came to mind. Do you want to? Yeah. I mean, I mean, hmm. obviously, um, you know, let's, let's take a, a child for instance, mm-hmm. who, um, is in the system for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they would be appointed a lawyer who would be their advocate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a, a judge can be an advocate for, right. you know, some, a child or whatever else. Um, and that they bring, um, you know, they bring, 
they advocate on behalf of that child in the court system. Mm-hmm. And obviously Jesus did that ultimately for mm-hmm. us. You know, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he, we were guilty. He yeah. died on the cross and then now we're justified. I mean, that's in scripture, just basic theology. Mm-hmm. And he, that that's, besides being our advocate continually on our behalf, he was an advocate mm-hmm. once and for all. And that we now are no longer under condemnation right. because mm-hmm. he's our advocate, just like a, you know, mm-hmm. an appointed defense attorney, <laughs> you know, like right. he, he acts as that um, for us. Yeah. Well, and I would add, I'm glad you brought up the Holy Spirit earlier yes. because that kind of reminds me of what we first talked about where, you know, I hope someone early on in therapy eventually internalizes that, the mm-hmm. things I'm saying to them and carries that with them themselves. I think that's sort of like, you know, we ha- we start out with our direct relationship with Jesus, but, you know, Jesus, when he went up into heaven, you know, said, I'm leaving you the, the Holy Spirit. And that is sort of, to me, like that internalized wisdom yes. that we always mm-hmm. carry with us. Like the Spirit prompts us to do things or to yes. know things um, that are the center of wisdom and truth in as far as what we need to do next. Yeah. You know? Well, and he, he called, Jesus calls and went, you know, multiple chapters in John, that the whole section where he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He calls them our counselor. Yeah. He mm-hmm. calls the Holy Spirit an advocate. Yeah. Like those are words being used. You know, I have to go away so that I can send this paraclete to you, mm-hmm. this counselor, this mm-hmm. advocate to right. you. Um, and so that's how Jesus works in our lives now as a counselor and advocate mm-hmm. is the work of the Holy Spirit for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being on again. For, we're gonna have to five times. Oh, it's five or six. We're yeah. somewhere in that range. Somewhere. We count it. So but you're definitely WWJD bracelet. Ooh, I can't <laughs> wait. You. you know, now I have to do that. I can't right? wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so awesome. excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. (laughs)